Welcome to a new episode of Tech 411. Twitter files for an IPO. And Tesla's catch fire. <laughs> <laughs> Start the show, Jesus. Your personal guide to everything tech. Tech 411. Tech 411 with Oscar Santana and Todd Moore. Welcome to Tech 411. I'm Oscar Santana. And I'm Todd Moore, and this is show number 96. Thanks for tuning in. Joined, as usual, by our uh, wonderful producer, Katie Cole, and contributor. Um, as we get into this, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is that the Tesla Model S was a barbecue for the first time in its history last week. Yeah, it was bound to happen eventually, you know? And when it happened, uh, we didn't get a chance to record a show last week. The first call I wanted to make was to Todd Moore, and then I started reading more about the actual accident. And then I got a text from a friend that said that there was a big conspiracy going on, that the guy, guy's car who became the kind of the barbecue. Mm-hmm. was a hedge fund manager. There's all this stuff going on in, in this uh, like rumor land. Right. Did you hear all of that? I did not hear the rumor land, but it's interesting you say that because uh, within a couple days of that video getting out on the internet and everybody uh, probably got, I know on my Facebook page uh, had multiple postings of the Tesla burning up in fire and uh, October 4th, I actually received an email, I guess everyone received an email who, who bought a, uh, a Tesla? Tesla by Elon Musk, the chairman, uh, he Wanted to reassure everyone that this was kind of a one in a million event. Now, um, before you get into details yes. of the email, it's pretty cool that I actually went out of his way to send something out to all the Tesla owners. I think you have to do that if you spend upwards of seventy to a hundred thousand dollars and more on a vehicle. Uh, the bigger picture is electric cars uh, overall and how this company has finally made these cars sexy and kind of a status symbol and really has made people change the way they buy luxury vehicles. Now, we're talking about a stock price that has upped itself uh, about 500%. I was the, hoping it was going to drop. Yeah, at the time that this accident at. happened, it went to it was at 190, it dropped up, uh, to about 173, I think on its low if I'm not mistaken. But 183 today. 183 today. So it's on a comeback. The realities be beyond this accident were how was this company that was on such a tear uh, that really is trading at a so- like a software company, not a car company, how is it going to react and how is the market going to react to this type of accident? I was counting on this. I was waiting for it and I wanted uh, that. I don't own the stock and that was my mistake. Had I bought the stock when I bought the car, yes, uh, I would have made a wow, ton of money. We won't even be doing this show anymore. No, I would have quit. <laughs> yeah. I would retired. <laughs> Instead of being in the Caribbean, I'll talk to you later. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I thought there would be more pullback on the stock. Ten points when it's at uh, 190. That's not too much. Yeah. What are points. what are the details from the email and how do they describe the accident? I heard rumors yeah. about this on the news that there was a detailed report from the company to their current owners. What does it say? Not only was there a detailed recount of everything that happened uh, to the car, but they actually shared the email of the original person who wrote in. The uh, owner of the, the car. The owner of the car, yeah, which was funny. I, I kind of want to hear all the rumors that are going around because he did admit in the email he sent in that he loves the car. I'm an investor, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that was that was very transparent in this email that I received that he was an investor, okay. but I didn't know he was a hedge fund manager. I just assumed he was like a dude like me that like, just again, bought stock. Just rumor land. But I didn't buy stock. Just rumor land. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what broke a day after the fact. I think once people got a wind of who the Interesting. guy was. So uh, from the email, and I have it pulled up in front of me, they talked about the car went over a metal object 
that was in the road. It fell off a semi-trailer, and the geometry of the object caused a powerful lever action that basically punched. Like I can't punched. Basically, it was like the car pole vaulted. Yes, I think. Uh, so it ran over this weird object. The car was going fast, and it just kind of did this upward momentum and kind of pole vaulted through the car, which sounds really weird. But it had, it had a huge uh, ton of force behind it. According to the email, it says uh, it had to be on the order of 25 tons oh, of wow. force being shot upward because it was enough to create a three-inch diameter hole through the armor plating. This is detailed. Jeez. So the armor plating, of course, is, is around the battery, mm -hmm. and uh, there was a three-inch diameter hole. Apparently, to create that kind of hole in, in the car requires 25 tons of uh, pressure. So an enormous amount. It was basically like a pole vault effect and the car alerted the driver to pull over and he was able to get out and uh, he didn't he was safe and everything was yeah. okay That's that that in itself is a selling point how many times have you gotten flat tire just a normal flat tire run of the mill and you hear something weird and you feel something weird but you got to drive for let's say at least five to ten miles to realize oh there's a problem with my vehicle I mean, I'll tell you this much. My Audi, my BMW, and it sounds douchey when I say that. One of them's 20 years old. They don't tell you what's wrong. They right. just say you hope you figure it out. How does the car just say it's time to pull over? You know, I, I think... Have you had this? Have I had what? Any type of, like, uh, warnings come up on your Alert? dashboard? Yeah, alerts. Just one, and it was saying the tire, uh, the tires were low. Tire pressure but low. Most cars have most that. Most cars yeah. have that. Not a pullover. Uh, apparently, yeah, if you uh, run over a metal object that pole vaults through your car, or like a it'll detect that and tell you to uh, pull over. And, and I'm going to read just from the, this email. I mean, it, the car actually said to stop, depart the vehicle, and mm. the fire caused by the impact began in, in the front battery module. There's different modules. The battery pack has a total of 16 of those, but it was contained by the front section of the car by internal firewalls within the pack. Vents built into the battery pack directed the flames down toward the road and away from the vehicle. Never, the fire never reached the cabin, from what I understand. And well. and if you see that video, I mean, it looks like it's just the whole thing's on fire. But I guess uh, according to this email, that it yeah. was very much directed away and out from the vehicle. So put all this, all these scenarios together. That this is a new, an old technology redefined by Tesla, and you've got this doomsday scenario where you've got a a catastrophic accident happened to this car that isn't tested by the NTSB that doesn't give you this highway rating of, of five stars or a hundred or 99% that everybody's touting how safe this car is. If the person still walked away and sent you an email and was wanted to send an email, a kind email about it. I think that speaks volumes about the company. Well, the he's backlash, an investor though. Yeah. But outside of that, the backlash, oh, look, investment or, or non-investment, the guy could have sold a stock and said, I'm out of this car. Right. And he might have. Hey, who knows? Maybe. Don't know that. Uh, yeah, the rumors say that he. I mean, if I was a, to sell if I was a hedge point. fund manager, yes, and I ha was had a big position in this company, and then my car just blew up and I, melted down. Again, the, I would sell. The rumors. That's not insider they trading. That's oh my god! I am now part of the news that it's not going to be good for my holdings. If you right, if you owned stock in this company and you saw this happen, would you have sold? Absolutely. You would have sold. Yeah. Oh, Wait, if really? my car just caught fire and some dude captured it on YouTube? No. If you see this video, yeah, you were an investor. You had yeah. invested. Would you have sold the stock? 
Uh, if if that's I, a little gun, if that's I a little look, trigger if, happy, isn't if it? I looked yeah. at that YouTube yes. video and somehow there was only a thousand views at mm -hmm. the moment, yeah, I would have sold. But you're in the minority. But if there was millions of views already, then and the stock price hasn't moved, then that's fine. It's all about getting the news first. Yeah, but you would be in the minority because the fallout wasn't that big. I mean, it fell six percent, but it's it's already halfway back within a week's time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that's just the safety alone with what the Highway uh, Safety Administration given the car, that alone tells you it's a safer car than most. It is a, a safer car than yes. most. But they, they're being held to higher standards, Clearly. I feel, because it's an electric car. How many car, how many car, I saw a car review two months ago on 66 and no one said anything, you, you know? You know what's interesting is inside this email, uh, he what's goes that? into had- Elon had, does? Yeah. He goes okay. into, had a conventional gasoline car encountered the same object on the highway, the result could have been far worse. A typical gasoline car only has a thin sheet of metal protecting the underbody, leaving it vulnerable to destruction of the fuel line supply or fuel tank, which causes a pool of gasoline to form and often burn the entire car to the ground. Yeah, I can see that. Though that's a little push by Elon, because most, most push, gas tanks are up in the back. There's and, there's some truth yeah, to that. Yeah, and then they're reinforced. Uh, the gasoline tank isn't uh, protected by armor. Yeah, and it, and it's, but it's not all, like it's, not, it's not on the next to the floor either when you're driving. It's usually higher up, depending on your car. Now, my car which for some ungodly reason, the guy in California who put it together has put it an inch from the ground. That in itself, anything's possible. You know? <laughs> Clearly. I can't even go a speed bump over that. But no, overall, I think that it's wonderful to see this company's bounce back. I know that we've always preached uh, about it. You love your vehicle. I love the fact that uh, an American company's making this. It's a great car, yeah. It. Made in it's America. It's clean. Yeah. I mean, these things are important. So uh, I'm happy that it's bounced back. My brother is an investor in full disclosure and bought a little late in the game, I would say at 120. But he's doing fine. But no, but overall, remember when it, when it was up to like 100 and I was just like, that's too high. Don't yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. don't let, when it comes to stock, don't <laughs> listen to me. All right. Do the, I'm like uh, George Costanza. Yeah. 80 was too high. Do the remember, opposite. I was like, if you I was just like, do the opposite of what I remember think. Remember, I was yelling, you'll you be was rich. like, 80 bucks, man. You can do this. <laughs> oh, no. It's just too high. It's just go like you were going to sell because of a fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trigger. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, clearly for six uh, to eight percent, people did make that, but not the majority. They make that move. They, they held on to it. They wanted to see how it all panned out. Right. Uh, on the other side of this, it's interesting that they've bounced back technology wise. And what's also shocking to me, just to wrap things up on the Tesla side, is that within the same amount of the Newsday uh, news, they come out that they've already had six thousand pre-orders for the Model X. Is that right? Six thousand. Six thousand. Yes. That's Which doesn't seem like a lot. But, but they, they keep only pushing put, the delivery date back. Yeah, but as they only well. put twenty thousand cars out last year. They're on scale to do that this year as well. Well, last year meaning last one. Quarter. Yeah, one quarter. But it, just yeah. what I'm saying, like I don't. I think that six thousand before the cars even come out, and no one's even seen what it's actually going to look like production wise. No, they they it's pretty impressive. They've seen photos of it. Yeah, but they don't. A lot of people don't know if these hinge doors, these Falcon doors, are actually going to make it on the production model. How the rear mirrors are going to work. Yeah, anything could change. Yeah, yeah which I, I look. Uh, they're still doing well. But at the same time, we all know it's based on the same framework that the Model S has. Yes. So at the end of the day, you're getting actually the the one improvement is they're going to have all wheel drive 
and, and the S is real wheel drive. The new model, uh, they're actually going to have an upgrade. It looks like for the Model S, where you can get an all wheel drive version, mm -hmm. two I motors. Believe. Yeah, and that would be amazing, right? Especially wintertime. So it should be cool. Uh, regardless, uh, that was the news. A lot of people were tagging yourself and myself simply because of my association with you Big about news. that story. That has my car has not weeks. caught fire. I'm happy to report. No, no. Are you still having those minor software issues? Or I've never had any issues. Nothing what do you mean? Bad? Which which minor ones are you talking about? Um, you said that sometimes. Now my brother had problems with his the uh, power GPS. drains once in a while oh the, the phantom, phantom power, power. Yeah. yeah i mean that i think that's still an issue uh that's for issues if you are going to the airport and leaving for a couple weeks yeah. you they warn you about that you'll probably come back and find your car completely yeah. drained and and the issue there is they haven't figured out a way to hibernate the car correctly like a computer yeah, it's like a computer, and we've all had issues with our. Let's think. Let's think of the car like a laptop. We've all had issues when we hibernate our computer, right? Yes. Sometimes it just doesn't boot back up, right? No, and you have to hard shut it off and bring it back. I pray that the screen's not gonna go black and I have to lose all of what I just had going on. And that's a laptop, yeah. which is far less complicated than than a car that has multiple systems upon systems, True. and they're all communicating with the with each other. Would it be fair but, to say though a laptop costs the three four thousand dollars on the high end and a $100,000 vehicle is a whole different animal. Yeah, but it you is. You want it to hibernate at that price point. You do. Yeah. But again, they've integrated multiple laptops all together. That's one way to look at okay. it. Multiple modules. Mm -hmm. And you hope that if you hibernate the thing, it'll come back. And that's one issue that they're having. All right. That's so fair. it is using more power than it should uh, when it's not in use. Yeah. And that, that definitely is a problem. And, and I know it's getting addressed in the next software update. And that's what's cool about the car, right? Yeah. It's getting up. Oh, you don't have to take it in. I took my car into service yesterday, right? Dropped it off. My sister's in town. She picked me up and took me right back home. And I said, you know, Todd doesn't have to do this. He doesn't <laughs> have to 65,000 K uh, sit, sit down and say, I'm going to do this. Like right. you, you got to change your tires and brakes. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. I had to go and in. And windshield for, wiper fluid. Yeah, I had to go in. That's for, the only thing I have yeah, to do. I had to go in for whatever I had to go in for. And then they call me today. They say they'll have it on uh, Wednesday. And I'm like, all right, two thumbs up. Really? Yeah. Because you have over 10,000 moving parts in that car. Yeah. And I have 24. Must be nice. Must be nice. Now, again, I'm happy that the company's doing well. It's bounced back. Speaking of companies doing well, Twitter files for its initial public offering. Boom. I didn't know much about this until uh, I got into it. I didn't think it was going to happen so soon. Uh, as an early investor in Facebook, well, a lot of people are making comparisons to Facebook, Todd. Uh, what are your thoughts on Twitter's <laughs> Don't IPO? Don't do it. What are my thoughts? Don't yeah. do it. I got burned. You know. Well, if you would have held on to it, you hypothetically. Could have waited it out. Uh, to what's the stock price today? It's a Fifty some dollars, I think. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. And so I got double burned. Yeah. <laughs> I've been burned, and then it got burned. It, it's again. a fifty dollars. Fifty. Are you serious? Fifty. Fifty one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And if the IPO price, as I remember, was thirty eight. Thirty eight. I think it was 38. 38. Okay. And uh, then it immediately dropped down to like 20. <laughs> wow. Well, you you'll be happy to know. And Facebook, for a lot of people, uh, when they hear about this story. I am the Costanza <laughs> of stock trading. <laughs> I want everyone to know that. Um, Facebook overall, it's much bigger than Twitter, but you can't make that apples and oranges because Twitter's much smaller than Facebook to this date. And though its IPO is projected And it's not out. profitable, and that's what's come out. And yeah, that's the yes. most important bit of information. That is. Facebook was making a billion dollars before yes. they went IPO. Twitter, they're not profitable. I don't know what's going on there. So it should be, in, but again, the upside is- How much money are they making? Have they have they said that or are they bearing that information? Uh, a little over $500 million okay. in the last quarter. Um, so they're about half of what Facebook was when they IPO. They have a smaller user base. 
uh, of Twitter. But the one thing Twitter's doing, and it's doing it in a remarkable clip, is, for example, today's news that they have just teamed up with Nielsen ratings. And if you don't know what Nielsen is, basically that's what Gardner's and that Nielsen really kind of um, they dictate how much money advertisers is going to pay per viewer on a, on a television show. Now you have. Uh, a lot of experience with this, I believe. Ar- is it what was the radio? Arbitron. 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 Right. So, uh, are they related to the Nielsen ratings? Two different companies. Two different companies. One does well. Nielsen and uh, 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 what I know is they do radio and TV. But, Nielsen does. Yeah, but the, but your your kind of your stamp of approval, the company that everybody uses for radio is Arbitron. And right. Everybody uses for TV is Nielsen numbers. So Nielsen. So Nielsen, who I, I assume is a is a bigger player than Arbitron. Yes, well, it's going to cost uh, a lot more money to subscribe to that service if you're an advertiser, sure, or you want you want to be rated by. But they do if you're rate- the television station that wants to be rated by Nielsen. Okay, and so Twitter's teaming up with Nielsen. Yes, so I would. I w- so that that is trouble for Arbitron. Are they still relevant today? Arbitron's still relevant because they have a personal people meter. They've re- evolved into kind the of PPM, the PPM, which yeah. destroyed WJFK. If the I remember. and a lot of other formats as well. Yeah, um, like talk radio does not good, do good with the PPM, right? Yeah, because it's kind of niche, uh, and your sports radio and your top forty stations kill because it's just so broadly accepted right a lot of people want to hear about sports you don't really have to have a favorite team and just you want to hear about sports that's what guys do and girls like to dance in their underwear to miley cyrus you know that's what happens here's what i like true about, or untrue uh sure but here's <laughs> what i like and i love that snl i hope we can get to that at some That'd point uh what amazes me is it's about time because twitter is the emotion of human behavior it is the best representation of what people on this planet yes. feel right now or what they're doing right instantly now. instantly yeah and i think in many ways twitter could be your arbitron or your nielsen and they don't even need to team up with you old old corporations well, that are doing things the old way again the the right wor- the word is I think, hold on that, i'm just want okay. to say one thing what if we just got rid of Nielsen, we got rid of Arbitron, and we just said, you know what, we're gonna do rankings of these uh, content of, of these shows mm-hmm. based on how many tweets and how many hashtags yes. that uh, Tech Four One One show gets, yes. and that's how we'll we'll be able to decide what is popular. I guarantee you, if you just look at Twitter data, that would be more accurate than going to these. PPMs that Arbitron uses, or, or the, the boxes, or the cable the boxes, boxes yeah. that Nielsen. Like, it's probably seriously. True. Well, Twitter would be way again, more. Whoever is that Nielsen that struck this deal with with uh, Twitter is trying to keep Nielsen re- relevant. Uh, and when if you're if you're watching Sharknado or the latest SNL skit or whatever you're tweeting about these days, who watches Sharknado? Well, like two million people for like a seventy thousand dollar movie. And that, wow. that people and that, that was the most popular trending topic when Sharknado came out. That it was just it, while it was a goof, people were making jokes about it and clearly watching it, and in turn watching the commercials. And for the Sci-Fi Channel, that was a pretty big get for them. That so much so that it just has become a phenomenon. They're probably making a motion picture about it because people clearly are into watching kind of these campy movies. And Ian Ziering was in it as well. And some say that helped him resurrect his career with some of the new projects he's getting into. Shockingly enough, but again, somebody saw this at Nielsen. They've announced that they're teaming up, teaming up with Twitter, and now 
you and that's an, good news uh, yeah, for as, yeah as an ad as an ad buyer uh you're not just going to be buying a kind of uh, how many households ha- are watching your your television show but you're also going to be looking at what their twitter queue is and how many people are actually talking about this television show and how many people are actually engaged in it right so, I, again i think that's important nielsen did a did a great job twitter did a great job on this because they're coming out with the ipo they want to team up with yeah it's a great other companies to show that they have other revenues of, uh, uh, you know, to make money. Yeah. That's it. Uh, another revenue stream for them. Uh, speaking of business, and this is just one more again, and Todd, I thank you for bringing this up. As technology evolves, and speaking of the way people want to report things, when Todd pulled this up on his screen, the, the it was off theverge.com. It said Fox <laughs> News debuts, debuts. And you didn't believe me. No, Fox News debuts a bizarre giant tablet in its outrageous new newsroom. We all thought it was an article from The Onion. Yeah, I was like, what are you reading, The Onion? Yeah. I lost a little respect for you at the moment you brought that I'm up. I'm like, it's showing up in my yeah. feed. Like, this is real. And, and so we watched the video. It's a, a good 10 to 15 minute presentation of their new newsroom. And this is real, like Fox News, the Fox News you watch on your cable system now has a newsroom that looks like a skit from SNL. And the reason why it does is because every kind of picture your perfect newsroom with people working in the background and like always walking around in front of these little computer monitors, they've built these 55-inch tablet uh, kind of workstations, and they call them what, Katie Cole? Bats. Bats. And what does that stand for? I don't remember. All right, you're going to have to look that up. Uh, but they're calling Bats, and I think it's Big Area Terminal, something weird big like that. Area, big Area Something Big tablet. area tablet. Tablet. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. But regardless, it's a 55-inch monitor. Big-ass tablet. Yeah. Big-ass big ass tablet. Big ass tablet. <laughs> <laughs> that works as well. That's what TechCrunch is calling it. <laughs> so, oh, but, by the way, I now know what those tablets are. What are they? They are Windows devices. Win- running Windows 8. With, the sur- with that Surface software? Well, it, they don't call it that, you know. But it is Windows 8. De- it's a Windows 8 device. Those... Those bats, those big those ass blocks. tablets. I could see it being yeah. a, win- a Windows device, regardless. Big area touchscreen. Nice job. Yeah, big well, area okay. touchscreen. I like big ass tablets. <laughs> big ass tablets are probably funnier. But th- when you look at the anchor with that news team behind, because they're really. Can you take this man serious? No, you can't. <laughs> it looks like he's on the Star Trek Enterprise. Yes. Right? A cartoon version of it. Boldly going where no news program yeah. has ever gone before. But their their stance is that they that's at those centers, they're gonna work on incorporating the people's Twitter news and pe- and the news that is rumored and confirmed. They have a they have a wall in back of that room that says rumored Twitter uh, tweets and confirmed tweets. Left yeah. and right. Yeah. So they're looking for the instant. They're like, news. you know what it is? They're like, hey, you don't need to ignore uh television anymore. We're going to have Twitter and Facebook feeds. Thank we're gonna, you. We're going to have these giant tablets that you don't have in your that living That he room. can point to and control right from his hand. Yeah. It's going to be... Look, again, I make fun of it now because it just looks ridiculous. But there may be one day where all these other newsrooms are switching to this. Right. Because if this works <laughs> for them, this, this multi-million well, dollar investment... You've seen the anchors holding the iPad and they're, yeah. they're navigating yeah. through contents. And so... This is, I guess, it's the next evolution of that. And it's like, okay. I just, I saw the video. We watched the video, right? And you got all these guys that are acting like they're working. It's but like, they're just like, they're just playing Angry Birds on giant tablets. It, it doesn't, honestly, it doesn't fit. Like, in your mind cannot get around how big the monitors behind them are. Yeah. And you also think to yourself, 
okay, I get that they're trying to crowdsource all this information and figure out what's real and what's not. That's smart. That's That ma- makes complete sense. But the idea that they're going to be able to control everything off these cartoon-sized Etch-a-Sketches, I don't know what to uh, say about that. Like, it, I can't get around what that set looks like. Yeah, it's, it's going to just be technology for the sake of technology, I think. It's like, hey, look at us. We've got these big ass screens, you know, (laughs) do we need them? No, we've been able to report the news all along. Great. You know, you know, what's going away now. It's speaking of these big ass tablets, these bats, you'll see a lot of these bats and they don't call them that on television now, but the green screen for the weathermen is going away. They're actually, Oh really? Yeah. Weathermen are, are not just using green screens in the bigger markets. They're using these bats and they're walking in front of these screens. Yeah. And I don't know why they're doing it, but it's strange at first, but I'm getting used to it. I'm getting used to Al in the morning. Well, that was the, ma- the magic wall. Yeah. I think yeah. It used yeah. To be where they could touch the wall and yeah. move things around. Yeah. And that's what all they're doing now. Like they're this green screen area. And I've seen it on three different broadcasts now that they're not using them. Hmm. Isn't that strange? I mean, again, I think it's just uh, an evolution. We're, we're now entering the touch era. And so they want the new, they want the. You want to consume your news like you consume with your iPad, yeah, I think. They, it's almost like they will not... There's been some sort of research done when the weather comes on, the certain demographic just kind of like walks away. So they almost want to trick you that it's not the weather, it's a big screen TV that we're showing you. Look at this technology. Yeah. I can't wait for something inappropriate to pop up on these devices. Oh, yeah. You know, like uh, Fox News. Uh, some jerk installed some app, free app that like, is going to start doing pop-ups. Also think about the security it's going to take to keep this secure in that newsroom. And newsroom in general. But these, mm-hmm. are, these are all new devices, probably linked into 10 other media sources. Yeah. What's it going to take to secure that? Microsoft's on it. Well, I hope Obviously, so. this is you know uh, this is a big big thing for Microsoft to be a part of this. This happened last week, but I want you to touch on it quickly. Steve Ballmer leaving Microsoft. Uh, we touched on the Michael Mara show briefly as well. Uh, your thoughts over it? Uh, his tenure there. I mean, he was Microsoft and responsible for not that much good from some people's eyes. If I see one more Steve Ballmer picture with his tongue out, I'm just going to jump out of a window. I mean, the guy gets overly excited. He's, I don't think he's ever been that great on stage as far as a it's showman. Tough. It's tough, yeah. Um, and, and when he, he, he really is an emotional guy. And he did give a very heartfelt speech when he left. But he's saying, though, that was awkward. The what? He's saying. Yeah, okay. See, that, that's, <laughs> that's my awkward. point. Yeah, like you can't like, say you what you really... said and buy into that, and then you start singing. What CEO of a billion-dollar corporation do you know karaoke's his way out? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, again, and, and that's what's that's Steve. You that's know what's what? weird it's about it. It's Steve Ballmer's um, defense. Everybody would compare him to Steve Jobs. No, or, or Bill Gates. No, or Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Right. Yeah. So Bill Gates not that as charismatic as a Steve Jobs, but still, when you thought you were up there, you paid attention. You'd want to hear about it. You know, you want to know what this man was going to say. Who? Uh, Steve, Steve, um, Bill Gates, Bill not Gates. Steve Ballmer. Yeah, not Steve Ballmer. When he was on, I didn't even know how. I didn't really re- realize what his he, name was until like two years ago. He's not the showman that that you see in a Elon Musk or a Steve yeah. Jobs. He just isn't. And I think that's a I think that's a rare CEO these days it's to tough. have someone who to can buy be into that. Who can be kind of a a sales guy at the same time, yeah. and he he is kind of a sales guy, but. Yeah, I've never been like captivated by anything he's ever. Now, said. is it because it's Microsoft and what they've been offering lately, or is it simply Steve Ballmer? 
I mean that that could be uh, part of the equation. You know? Absolutely. I mean the 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 most I've heard of Steve Ballmer was when they had the write down for all the surfaces. Like he had to say we just lost a hundred billion dollars <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah, the deliver of bad news. Yeah, yeah. So um, he might not have gotten the fair shake. The ru- big rumor mill is that they're gonna get the CEO of Ford uh, in 2014. There was rumors about Nokia as well. Yeah, but yeah. I guess that's not uh, relevant. Yeah, they had the Ford. Uh, they had the Ford that- chairman the, from the Ford family today yes. on a Bloomberg where. They blatantly asked him, he said, is he going to leave for Ford? And they said, well, he said he's committed here to 2014. They said, what does contra- contract look like? And they said, we, we don't have a contract. Yeah. Uh, we have a gentleman's agreement. Uh, and he said he wants to stay here. And then he spun off and tap danced into, you know, we've got so many executives that could that have worked with our CEO at Ford. And they know what his culture is. So basically laying the groundwork for somebody from the inside to take his place when he leaves for Microsoft. Right. Again, rumors. But uh, if you're looking for somebody, that might be the guy. Could be the guy. They could go within. They could go with Nokia. What do they need to do? I think they need they need someone who has charisma. Yeah. And that who talks, people listen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if uh, Balmer was that guy. I really don't. When Steve Jobs talks, we listen. Yeah. When Elon Musk said we're going to travel at 700 miles underground in a tube. Oh. We took it serious. Hyperloop, baby. Yeah. I mean, th- so... Imagine Steve Ballmer coming up and talking about. Oh, hyperloop. I don't think it's crazy. You, yeah, you're like, hey, you're gonna do karaoke next? Yeah, it's like, someone get that all... guy a drug test. Yeah, this is the Onion again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Fox News and Steve Ballmer. Yeah, so that's the latest in tech. Is it time for our apps of the week? It is time. Perfect. Uh, do you mind if I go first? No, I want to go first. Oh, here you go. I'm punting. Please, Todd Moore. The floor is yours. <laughs> so my app is uh, very simple. It's called Over. O V E R. Okay. And if you have a great eight, O V. It's a great name. The the fact that they got it. I always admire the apps that get that one word, like compulsive. Oh, yeah. You're like, how come nobody ever got that word before? Or white noise. And by the way, I I registered white noise in the very beginning of the app store when it was easy. I should have registered a lot more. Let me tell you. You could have gotten white. Right, the White fact that weird. I got compulsive was like, whoa! That I would remember be a, when that you was, did that. I was like, I got the name compulsive six months before I knew what I was going to build. I just knew that that was great. That was the name, and that's why I like Over. Over is uh, simple. You want to put something over a photograph. You want to write some text. Oh. We all like have a photograph, and maybe we want to put a label somewhere, or yeah. put a little, uh, put a banner or something on top of a photo. It's real easy to use. Simple. You don't design. have to pull it into Photoshop. You can just do it on your phone. Yeah, you can do it right from your iPad or your iPhone. I like that. And it's not funny. We all want to like occasionally add some text or put a caption on a photo. And uh, the current iPhone doesn't support that. You can do all kinds of cool effects now, yes. uh, but you can't do the. Let's put my own logo. One ninety nine. So let's imagine that you, uh, let's say we wanted to put out a photo on Facebook from Tech 411 Show. Yes. And we want to overlay a little watermark of our, you know, of our logo so that when people forward around, you know, it came from us. Yes. And that's what this can do. Cool. Or if you're very simple, if you're sending a note to, uh, let's say, one of your friends and you want to write something funny. Right. Right. Like I'd cap that. It's like I'd cap that, but you can put your own captions <laughs> on it. In your own captions. Wow. I like that. I just downloaded right. it. Here's my 199 coming to you. No, over. don't pay 199. No, it's over. Oh, well. I got it. Uh, pot, <laughs> my potluck, by the way. Okay, uh, Katie Cole, what do you have? I have a game that's featured on iTunes this week, Bop It. Oh, um, you were bopping it up earlier. I She's playing these games. Up. I was like, oh, here bopping we go. Bopping it. Twisting it. <laughs> what do you do? I mean, it's just like the classic game where you pop... Um, 
Oh, like the game Bop It. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this wait. Is... Boggle? What's no, Bop it? No, it's Bop It where you bop it, you pull it, you twist it, you flick it, and you do it at um, like at a pace that they set you. What are we talking about? It's again? like Simon Says, basically. Simon oh, says. Simon yeah. Says. A different version of Simon Says. Yeah. Ah, they have an. There's an actual toy that actual that's the toy Bop It that toy that it. you would do. Oh, the Ritz. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is, and then this is just yeah. like the game off it. So, what age group would you put this at? Um, uh, I played Bop It. I, I didn't buy it personally. I think I, I, I might. I might have bought it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know have, yeah. I had one as a kid. I might have played with someone's, but I played it. I definitely I played like it that. probably up to high school. <laughs> <laughs> you you I, played with someone. I've 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 played that game before. I remember it. No, it's not. It's not easy. No. With the actual, is that easy? Is the game um, easy on the phone? This is a little bit easier because the actual, I guess, the real one, it's like you'll do two or three things yes. at a time. So far, motor skills is tough. Yeah. Yeah. Free? App, Free? Uh, yeah. How much? 99 cents. Oh, she bought it. Wow. And you know, Katie Cole doesn't buy apps. <laughs> she does, actually. She, oh, buys, she does. She buys more um, than I do. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, I she buy apps all the I time. I make her buy TM Soft apps. Oh. But I give her I gave her a gift card. Oh, there you're so kind. Look <laughs> at am, the benevolent one. The Robin Hood of CEOs. <laughs> Todd Moore. Here's your bonus. Buy some apps. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, speaking of dollars and cents, uh, Redfin. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's, I do. It's uh, kind of your counterpart. I think a little slicker, a little nicer, a little quicker uh, than Zillow.com. Redfin has a great application. Uh, this is what's strange about these real estate applications. I was in the market looking for not a one-bedroom condo that I currently live in, but a two-bedroom condo. And then I realized that everything here costs $700,000. So moving along from that sad story, that um, that this app, outs- the, the difference between this app and Zillow's app, Redfin, R-E-D-F-I-N, one, they're both free, but the difference is the simple UI of the application. You'd like it better. It's just 10 times easier to I use. I mean, come on. It's a map that shows you prices. Yeah, but it's 10 times estate. easier. The way that the photos come up, the way that you can actually add it to your favorites, it's so much uh, easier. So you're saying it's a better user experience than Zillow. Yes, absolutely. And I'll free. try it out. And if you're looking... Uh, I'm a Zillow man myself. Yeah, and what Redfin does in a weird way is that uh, if you use their website, they kind of you basically have to do all the legwork and find the properties you want. And when you close with one of their agents... They give you a certain percentage back of the closing costs, and they tell you what you get back if you buy the the home or the condo from their website simply by buying through them and not Wait, through a third party realtor. Well, all right, you're blowing my mind right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so my brother, you bought you his condo buy in Boston. Houses through the app? No, you basically register to buy them. So I'll set up a, a viewing through Redfin, right? And I'll go and I'll love whatever condo I, I have there. And they're like, okay, well, this is what you're going to have. And they basically give me a real estate agent. The, okay, they yes. introduce you to a yes. local real estate a lo- agent. And they give you yeah. options who you can talk to. So if you don't have a current agent, you yeah. could use Redfin. And um, in a weird way, they're kind of undercutting a lot of agents out there from the buyer's side. Because if you go in, they give you an agent that's going to share the commission with you. So you don't, they don't have to take you to a billion different houses. Mm-hmm. You already have found the house you want. You love that house. You know what offer you want to make it. If it goes through, they will cut you X amount of dollars back. Is it like 1%, which is pretty standard? Yeah. I mean, for example, a $600,000 house, uh, you'll get uh, $7,600 back. So a little more than 1%. Yeah. Pretty impressive. But they tell you what you could possibly get back if you buy at that price point. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. So they've, they've taken the real estate equation and kind of disrupted it. And uh, it's tough for buyers out there that really have these relationships with some of these realtors because like, that's not $8,000 or $7,000 is anything that you can just blink at and say, no, I'm not going to do this. 
And luckily, my brother, when he bought his condo in uh, Boston, he went through Redfin. He's like, he did. He bought it through Redfin. And why did you want to go first? This is great. This is a great app. No, this I, is like your best app, I think, ever. Save the best for last. On yeah. 90, 96 yeah. shows. Punting goes to... first. Yeah, yeah. Punting no, goes first. So your brother used the app. Yeah. And saved. Set, nope. set up uh, a re, you know a consult, consultation. Actually went in and then put an offer on the home and yeah. closed on the condo. Right. Within like the three weeks. Done. And he got he got a good amount back. Yeah, and he got, he got a big check back because it was over. It was a big but it all started with the app, or do you use the website? He used the website, found the app, bought the place through that. Uh, wow. By finding that. But it, is it only through the app, or do you get the money back if you do it through the website? You get the money back through the website as okay. well. Just you got to use their service. Hmm. Pretty wild, right? That's great. Now, there's clearly, I'm sure, uh, different logistics that go into that, but that is the gist of it, that you don't have to do a realtor. If you don't know what you want, you, you give a wish to a good realtor, and they will find you all these different options. But if you find something you absolutely love, and you know that's a place you want to live, or maybe two or three, and they're available on that site, you can go through that site. And, you, I mean, the realtor doesn't have to spend all that time showing you different places on every Sunday or Saturday. You've already got it. So why wouldn't they share that commission with you? Uh, uh, give us a personal note on this. I know you've been uh, uh, looking, looking for uh, various looking. places. You've been looking all over the United States. Yes. Um, I would hate for you to leave the area. I'm not going to. Are, but that you, you were talking like you were interested in moving. Yeah, I wanted to move to Arizona. Okay, Scott's why? Up. Now, why? Uh, the cost of living's cheaper there. You just want to get like an infinity pool for the same price as a crappy townhouse here in D.C.? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Is that the, it? The, and I remember when I lived there, well, even the cost of living there is like 36% cheaper than living here. Yeah, but so whatever money you make, you it goes further. Are you going to retire there? I don't know. I'm not ready to retire. That sounds like people that moved to Arizona are retiring. That's my, in my that's mind. your perspective, and I can see that from the East Coast. But living it's like great weather, having having lived there, it's not retirees. I mean, there are retirees, but not. I mean, it's not like when Florida, I right? I I don't know enough about Florida to say it's Florida, but I know that in in Florida and in Arizona and Scottsdale, they have snowbird season, where everybody that doesn't like the cold comes down just for for that but i loved arizona because they have spring training the spring training ga games games at the grapefruit league are just phenomenal nothing compared to florida florida blows you don't know that yes i went down there you never lived in florida no but i how long did you live in in arizona a uh, year and a half year and a half yes but i went to spring training in florida and it's nothing compared to arizona arizona ruled <laughs> I marcus serta az is for retiring florida's for dying <laughs> now, there that's probably the biggest difference yeah yeah but you know Great what? Places to live. Florida's Cheaper got places beaches, to live. man, and Arizona doesn't have that. Uh, yeah, but we got Lake Havasu. It's a five-hour drive to L.A. You know what Arizona has? Drive to Vegas. You know what Arizona has? What? Like flatland. Flatland. And like fake breasts. Spread out. Yes. That's what I... Like, you remember when we were hanging with your boy, what's his name? Mike? Michael Corleone. Yeah, Corleone. And we were at his house, mm -hmm. and I was like, man, I'm kind of hungry. Why don't we go to like a local bar yes. and, and get some grub and some drinks? Uh, can we walk anywhere? And he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And it was like, a, and we three, all it was a three mile walk. It was a three mile walk. Yeah, I should have known. That's better. the Arizona way, it right? Is, it it's is, like it when you talk you to drive. Arlington, you know, people, they go, how far is it? You know, a couple blocks. It's going to yeah. be two blocks. Real blocks. Now, not two miles, two blocks. Again, and that's the difference. That's my fault because You're when, spread when out I, over there. When I first moved to Arizona, Chad and I asked the receptionist at CBS in Phoenix, hey, can we get some neat? Same deal. She said, yeah, it's a block. It's just a couple uh, blocks up the street. We walked for three miles to a subway. 
and then walk in in a hundred or something degrees. That's great. Yeah, I mean that's just not what you'll that keep city it tight. Like. You'll keep it tight I'll for keep, sure. Keeping it tight, not moving, <laughs> looking around here, or just living in the shoebox. And hopefully, if I can build a studio upstairs, not going anywhere. You know, I'd just be upstairs. You just be with your ISD in line. Yeah. I hear you. No weight room, just a studio. Nothing. All right. Well, See? what's been the latest thing out of? So White Noise 5.5, it already came out for Android. It's coming out for Can iOS. Can you speak English? What does that mean to people? Uh, iOS 7 came Thank out. Thank you very and, much. And uh, <laughs> we've been spending weeks, weeks yeah. trying to uh, improve White Noise so that it works great with iOS 7. It's in review right now. Hopefully within a couple days, by the time you're hearing this, it'll already be released, I'm hoping. Uh, it's been a, a, a massive effort to, to redo seen. White Noise to be modern, to be flat, to mm -hmm. be iOS 7, everything that uh, you're, you're seeing a lot of the apps going this way. Good, of course, good. supporting the platform. So stay tuned for that. Coming out soon. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Todd Moore, and I'll be sure to let you know as soon as the new white noise hits the store. Good. I'm excited about that. I've got uh, the demos on my phone. So yeah. I'm excited about that. Thanks for testing it. Yeah. I appreciate it. Remember, I noticed that one photo was off center. Oh, the clock was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's been fixed. Yeah, I saw that. Nice job. Thank you, Santana. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, look, if you're out there, Omericon 2013 is coming out. It's uh, the TMOS live show, November 9th, and the tickets are 25 bucks. You got roughly over a little over 500 tickets sold. Uh, it will be sold out soon, and we have worked the hardest we ever have worked on a live show. Meetings, uh, multiple Skype meetings, multiple agendas. Sunday meetings. This is Sunday horrible Sunday meetings. Yeah. Um, so you're definitely get your money's worth. More importantly, it's really a celebration of uh, you know a culmination of three to four years of of doing this show on our terms, including Tech Four One and Katie Cole will be there, girl, and Todd Moore will be there. Uh, and I like had to, such a good time last yeah, year. Yeah, we'd like to we'd like you know? to come out and say hello and um, and hang out with us. So check it out again. The Link is on MichaelMarishow.com. There's a banner at the top of the website. Yeah, Americon. I cannot wait for this show. It's What's the date again on that? November 9th, Saturday. You can't go wrong. I'll be out of town. No, I'm what? just kidding. What? <laughs> Jerk store. <laughs> November 9th. Katie, what do you got? I'm on Twitter at the girl Casey. Be sure to follow her, and that's it for our show. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time. Ciao, ciao. This is the sound. This is Tech 411. The preceding program was brought to you by More Broadcasting. For more information, visit us at morebroadcasting.com. Oh, Sound Effects 4.0. Oh, man. Yeah, Sound Effects 4.0 just hit the store. That, that was the new thing to plug. And then. I mean, you work here. Here we go. It's your company. That was Katie's job. I, I deferred oh, to really? her. Yeah, I deferred really? to her. Really? Yeah, I said, what's oh, new at Katie, TMSaw? Katie's on the Metro going to DC9. Yeah, she's out. Yeah. Metro right. sucks. I'm driving. Oh, whoa. Excuse me. And that's it. Here we go.